Hi, I'm Becky Eakins, business mindset and lifestyle coach for occupational therapists. I focus on creating a freedom-based online business, helping OTs to package up their skills in unique and exciting offers that feel so good that they sell with ease in the online space. Since leaving the profession of OT, I have now worked with hundreds of clients online, helping them to create a life they feel inspired by. In this podcast, I will talk about the lifestyle goals, mindset and strategy you need to create your own life of freedom. Hello, Timothy. Love to have, lovely to have you join us today. Um, it's been a while since we've chatted, so it's it's nice to have you here. And I actually wondered today if you could start by giving an introduction to what you do, because I would find it quite hard to explain exactly what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to say a few words. Uh, as you can see in the the video description online, you can still find me by my given you know birth name, which is Timothy Waterman. However, in a lot of my videos these days, I use my nickname, which is Bo. So that's why you see them both uh, listed below. Because if you if you were to like watch one of my podcasts or something, you might see that name. So just wanted to give some context there. And essentially, I am a guide, or you could say a mentor on the path of personal transformation. And what I mean by that is that I just found, I found in my own life experience, chapter by chapter by chapter, because there's been many thus far, (laughs) is that anytime I was feeling unhappy, unfulfilled, stuck, times where it felt like my soul was actually like dying on the inside, I realized it had to do with the current choices I was making in my life, the things that I was saying yes to, still being a part of, still participating in, that actually were holding me back because on the inside, I had desires, I had dreams, I had what felt like callings. And I knew that there was purpose in me following those, but especially early on in my 20s, you know, my after high school and then in my 20s, I didn't follow any of those. And so by the time I got to 30, like I literally felt like my soul or my heart on the inside had died. Like I was just kind of like going through the motions, like kind of feeling like, you know, I don't even know what word to say, like one quarter alive, maybe. Um, And I just realized that I had to be willing to move in those directions, to take those steps and essentially become someone else to let things go. Um, to stop getting in my own way. So if you want to make it really concise, if there's anything in your life that you feel like you haven't lived yet or you haven't experienced any direction you haven't gone in, if you're feeling unfulfilled, unhappy, miserable, I say this with love, but I feel that we are absolutely in our own way. So I help people see their limitations, their blocks in their thinking, their blocks in their beliefs, And it may be beliefs that they picked up along the way from childhood or society or education systems or the business world. But so often it's just a story or a limiting belief that's holding us back because we just don't believe we're worthy. We don't believe it's possible. We're afraid it won't work out the way we think it should. And so we just stay stuck. So I help people get out of our own way. I help them see the limitations in their thinking, their beliefs, 
their attitudes, their behaviors, so that when they see these limitations for what they are, they actually now have the power to make a new choice. They're in the space where they're, they can see the belief for what it is. They see how it's holding them back. And then it comes down to now what? Are you actually going to live beyond that limitation or are you going to stay stuck? And so I just act as a support system for people that want to level up, you could say, or live that next adventure, experience their dreams. Um, I support them in getting out of their own way. And then I also act as a support system as they actually start to get on their way to their new life. Because, you know, there's fears that come up, there's insecurities, there's doubts. And I help people keep coming back to their own inner strength and belief in themselves and their self-worth as they start to embark upon a new journey. So I hope that kind of gives you the idea. <laughs> yes, that's a really good description. And we'll come back to it because I want to ask you more specifically about what you do. But one thing that I wanted to talk about at the start is how we met um, because it always makes me giggle in terms of how we actually met because I remember it was just a in fact I don't even think it was me who would have started the conversation I think it was actually one of my assistants and um, you replied back something at the time I think we'd connected on LinkedIn and you really stood out to me in a big way and it was because of your boundaries and I can't remember the exact thing you said well I think you was refusing to say I think that was the point of it that you actually you said something along the lines of actually I, I don't really feel comfortable saying that to a stranger right now but you said it in such a nice way that it really caught my attention and it intrigued me and I remember thinking, who is this guy? This is a really interesting way that he's talking to me because, you know, that shows how, how people don't tend to have strong boundaries. So I wasn't expecting it. And you either get two things. You, you tend to get somebody who might be very rude or you get people who will just do what you ask. But you don't normally get people who say, hang on a minute, <laughs> I'm not quite ready to share that with you. So it really stood out to me. And I can remember that I went to voice note because I was like, who is this guy? And I, I feel like there was some kind of energetic connection. I think you mentioned it as well. Like when we first met, after a little while, there were just these little sparks of um, excitement, I think is the only way of, um, of saying it. That when we were speaking, I was like, oh, He's got he's got some things that I like, you know, he's got a different way of thinking. It felt quite unique to me. You was actually carrying out what you were saying. It wasn't just something you was talking about. I'd already experienced your your boundaries from the very first second. Um, and it and you just held yourself in a different way. So we came in from this point of being really intrigued. So I wondered if you wanted to share a bit about your boundaries and your experience of that. Yeah, no, I definitely remember. I remember like the feel of all of that. And so I, I guess I'll say in, you know, in the LinkedIn world, there, you know, there can be people that are very direct and, you know, asking what feel like inside questions without, you know, like it feels like, well, we don't really know each other. So like, I'm not essentially my response was, 
you know, if someone asks me something that feels like an inside question, you know, kind of like more behind the scenes and we don't know each other, my response was just, well, we don't really know each other. So <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about that. And uh, and so it was like, if you want to get to know each other, you know, like, let's start there. And that's just, that just feels natural to me at this point, you know, like, because anyone who maybe is in business, a small business owner or entrepreneur, you probably get pitched a lot. And, um, and I just, I've found a strength where it's like, if we're going to have a conversation and like, if you're wanting to start a conversation with me, you know, it's going to be in a way that feels comfortable to me. I'm not just going to, you know, just give way to what someone else wants for me. And so, so yeah, I remember I was just like, well, we don't really know each other. So if you want to get to know each other, let's start there. And that's when you sent a voice note. I mean, some people are just very direct and I'm not judging. It's like, they just want to get straight to the point. Like I've had those messages where they say, I don't want to waste your time. Let's just get straight to the point. This is what I want to offer you. I've had those and I don't mind them. I just look at them and I'm like, if I'm interested or not, I'll tell them. But in that case, I was just like, well, yeah, I would only talk about this if I knew you. And so I said, if you want to get to know each other, let's do that. And you were open. And that's when you started sending voice notes. And the first voice note, like you were just, you made yourself vulnerable. You were sharing details about your life and your family and your summer. And just when you, when I got that voice note and you were just talking about your life and sharing about you, I was just like, wow, like this is a person who really actually is taking the time to say, okay, yeah, let's get to know each other. And here's a bit about me. And then I was just like, wow, how cool is that? That now I'm having a real authentic conversation because that's what I said I was willing to have. That was my boundary. I was like, if you want to, if as two human beings, if you want to get to know each other, I'm available for that. And you said yes. And then it happened very naturally. And as we know, it just like <laughs> the conversation just took off and talked about all kinds of things. But yeah, it's just like, I just, yeah, I'm clear on what feels good to me and what doesn't. And I'm clear on what I'm available for if that makes sense. So yeah, it's just, that's, that's how I take care of myself energetically. Yes. Yes. Perfect. And just while we're talking about that, I think one of the beautiful things about networking is when you go in with an authentic mind and an open mind, because whenever you network with somebody, um, a lot of people have resistance to doing it. But I always like to go in and just think, well, do you know what? This person is either going to be a friend, a contact, a collaboration, a peer. Um, maybe I'm going to buy from them. Like literally there are infinite ways that I may end up um, working or not working or being friendly with this person in the future. And that's very much how that happened with us because I think we did a a bit of one project together and then I ended up asking you for some support with a very big question that I'd got something that I was very stuck with for a long time so I ended up using your services after after quite a while and who would have known it when I started that connection so you never know do you what's coming uh coming on social media networks yeah, no, yeah, it was just, it was cool the way it all unfolded. And again, it was just by having an authentic conversation. 
to me, that just kind of set the the framework or the what's the word the foundation. And then yeah, just things just naturally evolved. It was really cool. It's like to me, yeah, when two people just really get to authentically know each other, it's like like you said, who knows what could come from that. Because now there's a sense of safety. Now there's a sense of familiar familiarity, you know, a bit of a bonding. And again, yeah, you never know what may come from that. So yeah, it's it's so cool the way the way it happened. <laughs> yes. And I just want to speak into why I've invited you on to this podcast as well, because as people might realize, this is the OT Yourself to Freedom podcast. And Timothy, you're not an OT and never have been. <laughs> unless you did it in a previous acting job. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it might seem a little bit um, off kilter, me kind of inviting you in, but there's a big reason why I invited you in. And as I alluded to earlier, I have chosen to work with Timothy. I did ask him to help me resolve one of the biggest problems I've ever had in my whole life. You know, when you get those problems and you're just like, I'll deal with anything, but not that thing. Like just, I'll I'll deal with this, I'll deal with that. But just that, that big thing, um, I just want to avoid it. And I had one of those things going off for years and eventually, after working with Timothy on a different project, I realized he had all the skills and he there were some things like we both have a, a religious background and there were some connections that were just helpful. Um, and then with Timothy's skill set, why I chose him as a trusted person, really, to deal with this thing that was so big, I couldn't I couldn't speak to anybody about it. But what the reason why I decided to invite you to this is after having used you for quite a while in terms of just educating myself and, and taking myself on this journey, I realized that we've got very similar values in what we do. So I say OT yourself to freedom because I believe that we can all have this kind of inner freedom. Uh, I don't see freedom as being, oh, so you can go traveling. It's just literally so that you can just create whatever it is that you want. And you very much have a, a similar belief. I know that in the past, you've had a lot of mantras, um, really, just kind of saying anything is possible and there's no need to limit yourself at all. Um, and if anything, I would say you probably even believe it in a stronger way than me. So um, what is it you kind of believe in terms of um, being able to create this life of our dreams? I mean, yeah, to me, there there is, I don't see... I just firmly feel and believe that there is no limitation. I mean, I always like to point to the example of, you know, these massive jetliners that fly through the sky, you know, that sometimes are transporting 500 people at a time. I mean, that is a heavy metal thing, like really heavy. Who knows how many tons that is? And it's also carrying like a bunch of stuff on five, and it's floating through the sky like and quite high actually and pretty fast you know usually somewhere between 350 to 500 miles an hour and that was all imagined first there was a desire for that and you know once the desire was there the imagination opened up and that's how we summon 
possibilities, ideas, creations into our life and into this world. I mean, again, if you look at some of these skyscrapers, like they are just like they are just like I'm like, how did they, how do how do they even make this thing? <laughs> but somebody who, you know, obviously studied architecture started to have a vision. And they said, you know, and once the vision was there, they said, you know, I would like to create that. And what that does is it summons the the ingredients, if you will, from the the field, the quantum field of endless possibility. And so, you know, the ideas come in, the inspiration, the first steps, um, it, you know, it sums in all the pieces when something's really meant to be and someone's really like, like, yeah, this is what I want to create. And they're really willing to step into it. If it's really meant to be in their life and what I mean by meant to be is that it just does come to be. That's how you know, because it happens. <laughs> um, not every idea comes to fruition, but there's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of evidence of things that have, you know, so again, the massive cruise liners and the jet airplanes and the, the skyscrapers and even some of these new modern homes with like this really cool, like biohacking technology built in. It's like, to me, the evidence is everywhere that as long as we're willing to stay open, curious, and imagine what lights us up, what feels fun and exciting, we just never know where that path will lead. And sometimes it actually, the whole idea is it leads us to another path that we weren't even thinking of, and then something better comes about. But as long as we're open, and we're just really, we're really willing to allow our imagination to expand and just say what feels fun what feels exciting what feels inspiring it's like who knows and again to me the evidence is just everywhere because to this day when i see especially when the planes are floating kind of low and i just watch them i'm just like that thing is so heavy and the technology the the engine you know all everything that makes that thing float through the sky was summoned from the quantum field and now here it is and it's used all the time very efficiently actually so yeah i feel like the evidence that the possibilities are endless just exists everywhere if we have the eyes to see so the impossible is always possible pretty much is what you're saying i mean if it feels impossible i would just ask why you know what's the belief mm -hmm. there <laughs> you know and again, to me, the dreams, the inspirations, the most important thing is they're meant to take us on a journey. Again, sometimes when you follow an idea, it doesn't always lead where you think it will. However, it can take you on the most amazing journey. And once you've been on the journey, you're just like, wow, I'm so, even though that idea didn't really come to fruition the way I thought it might, or maybe even hoped it might, it still took me on this journey. And wow, wasn't that journey amazing? And yeah. it's all just because I was willing to follow the idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think you saw this or you witnessed this when I went through my own transformation with the the thing that I wouldn't deal with the moment I actually started dealing with it um, and unstuck the stuckness. It was almost as if these like magical sparks just appeared in my life and all of these things that I never thought were possible just kept coming in one by one. And it was like, what's happening? Um, and it just seemed to open up this channel for, for the most amazing things. And they weren't what I expected. Nothing was happening in the way I expected. But as you said, if you're, if you're open and curious, 
and it felt very much to me like it was magical things were just happening. Um, there was just no way of explaining um, how it was all happening, but they were happening as as you witnessed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's the best part. Um, anytime I work with someone, when when I when I hear about or they show me, you know, they tell me or they show me like pictures or whatever, whatever the evidence is of their <laughs> of their life changing in a way that feels really better and positive to them. And I see how excited they get. And then I watch these things show up in their lives that maybe they had been dreaming about for a long time. I mean, that's just how cool is that? Because you're watching, I mean, for me, I'm watching someone that often comes to me feeling very stuck you know, or frustrated. And, you know, because these things can take time, you know, they can definitely take time. So when I work with someone over an amount of time, you know, it can be months, it can be a year, but whatever the amount of time is, when I see someone transforming their lives because of the confidence they find, the, the decisions they make that they are ready for better, and then they tell me about the things that are happening, I'm just like, this is so cool. And then they're thanking me, and I'm just like, so it's nice to be a part of it. They're the ones doing the real, they're the ones doing the the tough stuff, making the decisions and making the moves. But, you know, I often get gratitude, you know, thanks for helping me see the possibility. Thanks for helping me find my own courage. And to receive that kind of feedback, it's just like, wow. It's like, can't even really give that words. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you believe that there's no limits really to what what we can create and what we can achieve how how does that kind of fit in with the other perspective that some people have um so i hear sometimes that people are not so keen in the manifestation process for example because they feel the world's got limited resources and and potentially you're actually saying the opposite to that so how how does that sit with you? Well, there's unlimited perspectives that can be had. And the perspectives to me aren't right or wrong. It's just we, for whatever reason, have an interest in that perspective. And in a lot of cases, we start to make it true for ourselves. So if someone wants to lean into a perspective that there's limited resources, you know, they have every right to do that. And I, the one question I would ask is, how does it feel to make that statement true for you? How does it feel for your body? Because it's my experience that we all have a body that knows how to tell us when information or perspectives feel um, you know, right or wrong for us, for our body. And so I would just say, like, if you are exposed to, you know, there's limited resources how does that statement feel in your body and how does it feel to play that that perspective out in your life? I mean, if, if that feels good for you, then that feels good for you. No judgment. For me, I can tell you that doesn't interest me and that doesn't feel good to me because that feels limiting. That feels like limitation. That makes me feel like um, not so much as possible. Like I, I'm tapping the energy right now. Not so much as possible. I better pay, it almost feels like I better play small. I better be reasonable. Like this is this is the the energy that I feel when I kind of tap into that statement. And that kind of starts to, I can feel it in my heart, starts to pull me down. It starts to pull me down into like kind of like uh-uh. 
And I'll just tell you, for me, that doesn't feel good. For someone else that feels good, by all means, like trust yourself. But to me, it pulls me down and it makes me feel kind of like a little bit sad and low. So I wouldn't make that true for me. And again, I see the evidence of, I mean, if, you know, anytime you're in like a national park, if you just look at the stars, uh, if you look at the oceans, (laughs) every time you go to take a breath, the oxygen's there. I see, I personally see evidence that there's unlimited resources. I mean, I've never gone to take a breath and the breath wasn't there. So to me, that's an example of abundance. (laughs) So I personally have trained myself to see that there's abundance everywhere and there's possibility everywhere. And that keeps me feeling very open and expanded. So that's what I trust for me is that there's just endless opportunity, endless potentials, endless energy. I don't Mm -hmm. see any limit of energy. I've never seen a day where the sun decided not to shine. The sun always has energy to shine. So I just see evidence of, you know, just endless energy and possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? And I knew when I when you were saying that, I could just feel actually in my body that actually focusing on on the lack there um, immediately gave me a sense of of feeling stressed and a little bit agitated. So definitely felt uncomfortable in my body. So I I know that where I prefer to keep my thoughts and my energy, um, but everybody's different, aren't they? Yeah, I just, I'm a big advocate of trust yourself, you know, trust how it feels in your body. Um, It's your body, not mine. So like, I always advocate trust yourself over anything I say or anyone else says, you know, anyone else says you have your own body, you have your own detector of what feels good and what feel doesn't for you. So um, that's why I explained it mostly about what it feels like for me. So yeah, I just always say trust yourself. I just know how that perspective and that energy feels for me doesn't feel like anything I want to play with personally because of how it feels. But again, trust yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very evident when you're making these big decisions. So when you're really stuck in this, in this position where you think there are no answers, no outlets, actually what, what you've really taught me is listen to your body in those situations because your body actually has the answers it tells you and it and it t- was telling me things quite clearly but I was choosing to ignore it and I think it's just something that we've very much grown out of tune um and and we've just kind of grown up ignoring it it's actually a fight I've got at school not a fight because I'm not fighting but I'm contemplating my next steps where they're um discussing with my daughter about the fact that she's had some sickness off school and they're coming down very heavy after just a few days. And I'm just really wanting to say she listens to her body. And I think that is perfect and beautiful and should not be disrespected by sending nasty letters. So I'm just contemplating how I'm going to deal with that one. But it's really given me an insight into when we lose that connection with our own body because we are forced into it very often from being young. Um, even, you know, having to go to nursery. I can remember dragging the kids out of bed to go to nursery because I had to work. And it's the the whole culture, isn't it, that's just teaching us constantly not to be in tune with our own body. Yeah, I mean, as we've already talked about, I mean, to me, yeah, it's everything, you know, the body is 
communicating all the time, you know, about any move you're about to make and my experience um, about any situation and the options you're considering, like you said, how to proceed with it, any information you're taking in. To me, the body is responding to all of it. And, you know, that's again, where I've really taken my power back in a huge way. And, you know, by the way you've been talking, you have too, because you actually tune in and you listen and, you know, you, you, you start to see when it doesn't feel right. And, when to me, when you really start to pay attention, and if you stop, if you stop proceeding with things that don't feel right, and you trust the things that do feel right, I would imagine I've seen it in my own life, but I would imagine you would start to see a, a pretty big shift in your life where, you know, these are just examples, there might be less drama, there might be less stress, there might be less frustration. Because a lot of times when you start to listen to your body, you know, it's going to start inviting you to have boundaries, um, to learn how to say no at times, um, because it just doesn't feel right to you. And when you really start to step back into your power and trust your body for the, you know, what it's intuitively offering to you, um, and you really, it's about really listening and, and really taking the action that feels best on the body, like, I would just have to imagine you would begin to see some pretty cool shifts in your life again, because I have, and I know others that do this have, uh, because again, you're starting to honor yourself in a really, really amazing way. And you're listening, you know, you're listening. And there's a reason that communication is happening. If you ask me and what happens when we listen and honor it. Yeah. It's like, it's a whole new world. If you ask me and a world that actually works out a lot better you know, a majority of the time, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree fully, which is why I like to teach business, not as in the hustle culture. I really believe the more we listen to ourselves and the more, the, the closer we are to our own true path, which we only get from deeply listening to ourselves, the less friction the business has. And I think, I believe, the world is changing. I believe business is changing. I believe schools will have to change. I believe that, I mean, this is partly what I want to tell the school. I'm like, we're not creating a Victorian workforce anymore. Please let me tell you outside of yeah. the school system, you don't have to burn out like this. Well, obviously in healthcare you do as well, but like the, we are creating paths. We are creating a life where we don't need um, to be doing this. And we can set these, these boundaries. We can listen to our own voice. There's no reason why we can't do that. Um, but we're, yeah. it's almost like we're scared to because we've been programmed into ignoring it for so long, really. Yeah, it's, you know, anything that you ignore, you can definitely lose touch with, you know? It's like, so the more you ignore it, it's like, it's just easy to kind of miss it. Unless, you know, unless, you know, in my life it's gotten to a point where I was dishonoring myself so much that the body actually starts to get really loud. And for me, you know, it's gotten loud with illness before or, you know, conditions or strong symptoms to really, really, really get loud and be like, you have not been listening to me, your body, your intuition, even your soul, if you want to call it, like you have not been listening to me. And you are really doing some damage to like your well-being, whether it's emotionally, mentally, physically, 
spiritually, like by not listening and just really ignoring what your authentic self, your intuition, your body has to say, like you're really suffering. And so in my life, I've had many times where my body used illness or strong symptoms to be like, hey, you can't, you're you're really doing some damage to your your body. The only thing you have to live this life, your overall well-being, like if I need to give you something that feels like an ulcer to get your attention, like I'll do that. And, you know, thankfully it doesn't have to get to that point anymore because, mm-hmm. or if it, if it, if it ever does even get close to that, I'll be like, okay, <laughs> what have I been ignoring? And then, um, and I, and I, I kid you not, like when I get the memo and I make the shift, like some of these things that have felt like an ulcer, like they'll disappear in like less mm-hmm. than a day. Like something that would keep me in bed and my stomach in knots for days when I finally get the memo and I make the shift, you know, make the choice to take better care of myself or to move forward or to leave something that isn't no longer in alignment or a good fit. Like I've had conditions like that disappear in less than a day. Yeah. Choices that you're making though, aren't they? And they must take some bravery for you to um to actually do some of the things i remember you talking in the past you've you've had to set these really strong boundaries and it's it's just I've, i remember thinking oh my goodness i could never do that that sounds that sounds so hard so they're not just easy things that you're doing there are they they are you know big decisions big changes that you're making they can be they can feel very courageous and bold and brave again if you have been ignoring yourself in a big way for a long time. Like you said, there's a lot of, you know, just like societal things that teach you to dismiss, you know, emotions, intuition, you know, just like strong feelings, you know, a lot of that, you know, can be put down. These days, a lot more people are more interested in that, you know, coming back to like their intuition or like their body feelings. But for a long time, that was um, dismissed or put down as, stupid or irrational um so when you start to pay attention you start to listen yeah it could ask you to you could be being asked to say things create boundaries you know make statements that feel uncomfortable because again you've been denying yourself for so long you really lowered your standards you know you weren't respecting yourself you had you know you were basically operating from really low self-worth and i'm not judging any of this it's just it can happen so when you go from really low self-worth to start to bringing in actions in your life that start to come from self-worth it can feel a little bit bold and yeah brave in the body because it's something new you know you're not used to doing that like it's just the same as if someone had ever only taken dance lessons you know in a classroom and never performed on a stage in front of an audience the first time they're on that stage in front of the audience they might be like whoa this is way different than the classroom (laughs) and that might feel like oh can i do this but it's like when you actually do it and you kind of move through the you know like the hesitancy like to me that's where the confidence starts to come in again i always advocate trust yourself over anything i say trust yourself first and foremost well, that's just what I've seen is that when you live through the, when I have lived through the uncomfortable feelings, like that creates confidence. 
And then it begins to feel easier and more natural. It's like, oh, well, I just did it there. You know, I communicated something important to me there, a preference, you know, a boundary, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, and it actually, you know, didn't kill me. Um, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. So, oh, I actually might be able to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Makes so much sense. Um, I mean, I'm interested, really, what was it that made you go down this route? Because clearly, metaphysics has completely changed your life. But it's quite unusual, because I think you was quite young, really, to to get into to these things. Um, not that there's any age, but I just um, mean in com comparatively. So what was it that kind of made you go for really getting into this metaphysical world in a deep way and and how has it changed your life mm, yeah thank you for that uh yeah i love the context and yeah bringing in the, the personal backstory uh for me it was back this is over 10 years ago now uh and when i was getting close to turning 30 i just again i realized how miserable i was i had built a life around pleasing everybody else in my life, you know, doing all of the quote unquote normal things and really letting people boss me around in my life. Like, you know, telling me how I should be living it and, you know, what the right things were to do. And I just, I was completely suffocating on the inside, you know, like, again, I used the phrase, it felt like my soul was dying. Um, that spark of life in my heart, it felt like it was dying. And again, it, it led to physical symptoms. Um, there was a point I was probably pretty close to 30 where I did have, it was never diagnosed. I didn't go to like a doctor or anything, but when I looked up symptoms, what I was feeling in my stomach felt like a really gnarly, nasty ulcer. And I was stuck in bed. It got to a point where I couldn't keep food down. I was actually struggling to keep water down and just in bed. And I was laying there on my side and I just said to myself, you know, I was, I, I kind of came down into my heart and I just said, my life is just not working. And like, and like everything is falling apart. It all feels chaotic and stressful and full of strife. I said, what have I never tried? Like, what have I never tried? And the answer was, I never have listened to my heart. I've never lived my life by listening to my heart. And I was like, okay, well, if I've tried everything else and I haven't tried this, sounds like it's time to try this. And my heart was telling me to follow a dream that I first developed when I was probably like 11. And it was a dream of studying acting in Los Angeles uh, in the US. And I just had never followed it. I put it off after high school. I kind of thought about it after high school, but put it off. I had too many insecurities and fears. Put it off during all of my 20s because I ended up getting married in my 20s. And one of the biggest reasons I held off is because, you know, I had uh, a husband and he wanted to stay put in the town, you know, in the the region of the, the world that I grew up in. Like he never wanted to leave, which is fine. You know, that's his preference. But I had this dream that wanted to take me to Los Angeles. And so we grew apart throughout the course of the relationship. Like all in all, we were together for eight years. And even just after the first few years, I really began to change because I saw how I was settling. I saw how I was people pleasing. And I just bit by bit started to stop. And because of that, I really began to become a much different person. 
So by the time I was getting close to 30, you know, that's, you know, that's when we were about the eight year mark. I was, we were completely different people. We had completely different visions for our lives. But again, I was the one thing that was kind of holding me back was that relationship. And he just, you know, he had kind of discovered my dream. He was kind of watching things I was doing on social media because, you know, we followed each other on social media and he was like looking at certain conversations and he's like, you have this dream, don't you? And I was just like, yeah. And I said, and I'm kind of hoping you would come with me because I was still, you know, insecure and it wasn't, it wasn't a relationship that was working well, but I just had those kind of like unhealthy attachments and He's like, I'm not going with you. He's like, there's no way I would go with you. He's like, but you need to go because it's your dream. And he said, if I were you, he's like, I would quit your job and I would get there as fast as possible. So that's what I did because that was the closure. That relationship was now like, it was clear this is done. And um, once I got to LA and I started studying acting and improv, everybody there was talking about metaphysics, you know, because these were all dreamers. Like these are all people with big dreams and they were so interested as to how they could really allow their dreams to come true, which really came down to energy, you know, energy and beliefs and willingness to live and to live boldly, to live big. And so everybody was talking about metaphysics. And, you know, even in my acting classrooms, the teacher would come in and they would talk about something that they had, you know, they mentioned like Eckhart Tolle, you know, one of the great, you know, teaching, one of the great teachers of like awakened consciousness who also teaches you know metaphysics and manifestation and i was like this stuff is so cool and so i just leaned in i had a really strong hunger and that hunger's never gone away like this is you know going back to like you know nine years ago or something that have, that hunger's never gone away i just keep keep going deeper and how it's changed my life is again like i keep finding ways that i can get out of my own way you know ways that i still have been limiting myself and as I come to see those limitations, because, you know, it can be an unfolding a chapter by chapter, as I begin to see them, you know, I realize that I have choices, you know, I can make new choices and, you know, move on, create new chapters. And I just, it, 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 it's created a life where I just have had so many different experiences, met so many amazing people along the way that also speak this language and just, you know, lived through and done things that I never even, never even could even think to think of when I was in my twenties, you know, like, and, but I've, I've already lived so much and there's much more to live. And um, so what it continues to do for me is just seeing, you know, how much possibility there is. And it helps me to see any limitations and where I'm still holding back. Cause I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look at someone like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, you know, like clearly to be where she is now, I would imagine there was a lot of limiting beliefs or limitations, the ways that she was holding herself back that she got to let go of to be where she is today. Because obviously she's a big dreamer. And so again, to me, that's another example of potential. Like, wow, if, if people are living a life like that, they're just evidence that there's endless possibility. And so that's, again, what it continues to do for me. I'm like, okay, I have a new dream. You know, I have a new dream. I have a new passion, a new desire. You know, how am I holding myself back? You know, what would it look like to proceed? And once I stop holding myself back, then the new adventure opens up. Then the new 
life, the new experience opens up. And that's just where the fun is, you know, the the unknown, the uncharted, the never has been lived before through these eyes and this heart and these shoes. That's the like, what I've found personally is there's nothing like fully living. I mean, you know, things are great, you know, having nice things, homes, you know, all that. It's it's great, but none of it, none of it really compares to me to living full out, to mm. being fully alive and what most excites you and brings you to life and brings joy, you know, into your body as you live that life. That's the ultimate prize. And so that's where I, I that's where metaphysics helps me be is like, how can I be fully living into the endless possibilities? Because that's just where the fun is, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's beautiful because that's what I see very much of you. It's this fun and playful energy. And I think there's if you think about being stuck, there's this heaviness, isn't there? There's a weight, there's a the the energy is down. And then what you're kind of expressing and and being is very much this light, playful, and it and it very much comes in with dance as well, doesn't it? I recorded a mindset meditation, one that you can do overnight very powerful in terms of helping you create the confidence, the self-belief and deal with any money mindset issues. I use these kind of overnight meditations all the time. I've found them incredibly powerful. So I've created a very special one and I'm giving it for free to all of my podcast listeners. You can download it on the show notes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like that to me is what being fully alive is, is being free in the moment, like free to be your most authentic self, which to me is really becomes clear through inner child work, you know, seeing how when you really start to look at who you're being in different areas of your life, and if you're feeling small, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling held back, to me, it's because you've dismissed some part or many parts of your inner child in a way. Mm. And our, you know, if you look at children, that's how most children, you know, live their lives. They're they're big, they take up space, they dance when they want to dance, they're silly, they're creative. Um, they use their imagination, they can use it for days. You know, like that's how most of us, you know, there's some kids that are more like quiet and they're just, you know, in a book and they're learning and that's fine too. Um, you know, it's you know, that's completely that's, you know, just another way to be. But I mean, most of the kids I see are like, are, you know, they take up space, you know, they make silly noises when they want to make silly noises. And I think it's they, a younger they, age when they do that, when, you know, like four and under, they definitely take up space, don't they? Yeah. And so to me, the question is like, at what point do we start shutting ourselves down mm. to where we told ourselves it wasn't okay to be silly or it wasn't okay mm. to spontaneously dance when because you know a lot of people come with, well I don't want to look dumb you know like if I just if I just felt like dancing you know for a moment here it's like oh they might think I look stupid you know like it's mm. this whole thing about this whole thing that came in the 90s of being cool you know it's like <laughs> and so like I like to look at where are you holding yourself back your natural authentic expression and how does it feel to hold yourself back like 
And to me, it doesn't feel good. And so like the more that we can find that personal permission to express again, to me, that's what being alive is, is again, being free to be ourselves, our authentic selves, whatever that looks like in the moment. And that's when life becomes fun. And that's when we feel more joy, more laughter. Um, The relationships with people become deeper because Mm. there's just more freedom. So it's like, that's available. So I just like to, for me to play into it as much as I can. Yeah. And that was a beautiful story. And what I loved about the start of that story as well is that you tied into the fact that when we start to expand and change our relationships and the people around us don't always want us to to grow and don't always want to come with us and that's the big thing and in your situation I thought that was lovely that he said you go you be free (laughs) because for many people what happens is their partners their friends their colleagues try and put them back in the box it's almost like you can see people jumping out the box like this jack in the box and then their friends are like no go back in the box let me put you down you stay there because it makes me feel better um and there's that push and pull isn't there in with relationships as you first go through that process so I imagine that wasn't the only one for you well I mean no matter what it's it wasn't still wasn't easy you know obviously there was a lot of emotions it was a big change you know, often we create these massive identities in a romantic relationship. It's, you know, it begins to be like a big way that we relate to and see ourselves. So all of a sudden when that's not there, you know, it can be like this, who am I? <laughs> you know, this can be this big, who am I <laughs> if I'm not in this relationship? So there's no matter what, I feel like, you know, there it can feel complicated and have all sorts of emotions. And to me, it's just best to, you know, find the best way that you can to navigate and move through them, you know, honor them and move through them. It can very much be a process, but yeah, I mean, that definitely, yeah, to your point is something that very likely does happen a lot where there's not an understanding and there's not support. um, And there is, you know, yeah, just like there's, even um, disapproval, there is, you know, there can be shaming. And so again, to me, that's where, what it's always been for me is just looking at like, okay, like, is this really working for me? Is this, by allowing this, is this taking good care of me? Is it a good fit? And, you know, what happens when I engage with this energy? You know, like, how does it feel for me? And when you really get clear on that, yeah, it can very much involve big change. You know, it can involve moving on, um, setting boundaries, you know, whatever it is. And again, it may not feel easy at first, but we just have these choices. We have these choices to settle and to not act from self-worth, which to me tends to feel pretty crummy and awful. Or we have the choice to step into some courage and some bravery and make some new choices that really take good care of ourselves. So it's just about comes down to the choices. Yeah. 
And the reason I pick this up and talk about it is because I've been helping people create a business for a long time now, and I have never seen anybody go through the process of kind of pushing and created um, creating a business and really going for it and not need to go through this process where they've got some relationships around them that aren't supporting them that might need to go, or they've got to set really strong boundaries or they've they've got to re-question who's appropriate in the life. There's always this, this conflict as they're stepping up into this new person. So I, you can't really create a business that follows your heart and your passions and really go for it without having the other side of it as well. It's, uh, it's almost inevitable, which is, is why I raise it. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like chances are... Um chances are yeah like as as you begin to change as as i change yeah like you said not everybody around us you know is willing to be supportive and is willing to yeah just be a part of it you know if that even if that means being supportive like some people downright oppose and object and you know and that's their free will you know to to not support and yeah again it's just it's like that to me is where everything becomes clear. It's like, if you really want to make the most of your life and live into your dreams, you got to ask those questions. Well, is it really helping me that every time I engage with this person that they're putting me down and they're trying to cause me to doubt myself or, you know, tell me I'm being stupid or I'm going to mess up my life? Like, how does it feel when I make space for that in my life? And if it doesn't feel good, I imagine it probably wouldn't. It's like, okay, so what now? Like, you know, do you just let that go? Do you create a boundary alert? Like where that kind of conversation you're just not open to at all? You know, it's like, these are the questions. And um, yeah, and that's where, again, like we just have the opportunity to take really good care of ourselves. And then, you know, when we take good care of ourselves, like it does, you know, like the energy that we're playing in more often to me, just as healthier and as more supportive of us thriving and really, again, seeing what's possible for us. I recently, I recently heard a quote, <laughs> it was in a, a Christmas TV movie and, you know, there's all these like Christmas TV movies here in the U S and there was a quote and there was this character in the movie and she was a, a trained pianist and, um, her career had lost its lackluster. And, you know, she had this critic that said that there was no heart in her work anymore. And she let that critic really get to her. And there's this, you know, this guy that obviously she's, you know, kind of romantically involved with in the film. And at one point, at one point he says to her, he's like, you don't need to show anyone else what you're capable of. Show yourself. Mm. So true. <laughs> That's that's really what it's about. What it's about. We're at the end of the day, all we're really doing is showing ourselves what we're capable of. You know, yeah. it really just comes down. We want to see what's possible. If we allow ourselves to rise and shine and thrive, like, cause we're the one that lives it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've got so used to hearing people laugh when I share what's on my heart, generally other people just laugh and say, Oh, wouldn't we all like that dream and try and belittle me? And um, thankfully, I, I feel very pig-headed enough to know that I'm I'm just going to carry on 
in my little world well, that are going to just keep putting you down. But I like I like the idea that actually, no, we don't have anyone to prove. It's just ourselves and it's our own life, isn't it? And there's, there's only us really that can uh, be responsible for that, which is great. Yeah, what we allow ourselves to live is just a matter of our choices, what we decide that we're willing to lean into. And if we let people talk ourselves out of certain things, that's a choice. You know, we don't have to. To me, I call that people pleasing because, again, it's not their life. They're not the one that have to walk in your shoes every day. They're not the ones that know what makes your heart come alive. Only you do. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, we're really only showing ourselves like, what can I live in this life? You know, how good can it get? There'll still be contrast. There'll still be things to work through and navigate. But ultimately, what I found when we take really good care of ourselves, it's just like, we're like, man, I never thought I could experience that. But now I've already lived it. And that was great. You know, that was fun. That was amazing. And then you're like, well, my life is still going. So what else is there that might be cool to live out because I'm still here and I've already done a lot of cool things. What other cool things are there? <laughs> yeah, such sense of playfulness, isn't it? Coming up again, which I love. Uh, curiosity, that's a, a big word that you use a lot as well. And I, I always tell you, oh, I love that word. It's just such a beautiful word, isn't it? Because there doesn't, there's no heavy energy attached with it. It's just very free and very playful almost that hmm, I can just be curious as to how you know how it would feel if I did this or you know how it could be if I did that and just play around with these ideas in your head which I love that um, feeling really yeah I mean that to me lets you know what is when you play around with the potentials and possibilities in your imagination to me it, it helps me see where the sparks are because anything that really helps me feel really open and light and free and excited like generally like expansive and excited to me there's something magical there you know even in, and it could be anything you know like it could be taking the time to make much nicer meals and plating them really nicely just because mm. you get deeper flavor and you know you make really pretty plates that you know just like oh it's so nice that i sit down and have this pretty plate in front of me like anything that feels just exciting and creative, you know, expansive. And another example, I went to a, an ice skating rink over, you know, this past, you know, Christmas week with, um, with family. I didn't personally ice skate because I just really, I don't think I've ever done that, but I watched a lot of other people ice skating and I saw some of these skaters who could like move across, you know, this, it's a man-made pond, but they can move across it with such elegance and they kind of have both hands behind their back kind of resting in their lower back and they were just skating so elegantly and with grace when i saw that i was like that seems really cool i think i would like to learn how to do that like could i do that just that little bit of magic and the feeling of fun and curiosity and it just really speaks to you to me there's magic there like it means like yeah at least try it out you know you don't know if you follow all the way through, but at least try it out because who knows, once you get started, you might be having the best time of your life because you just followed that little bit of magic, you know, that little bit of, oh, just feels good. It feels exciting. <laughs> I love that example because when you want to ice skate, 
if you hold on to your fears and you hold on to your stories in your head and you hold on to your, or you feel it in your body and you're very awkward and you're very rigid and it's exactly what you're saying. Whereas when, when you go with the flow and there has to be that element of trust when you learn something like that, you have to trust your body and you just have to trust the motion. Um, and it does look beautiful, doesn't it? When people really let go and they can just go with it. But again, it's it's that free sense of flow. Uh, I love the way you put that across. That was lovely. So I have got a question. So the OTs who come to me generally, I've got two types of OTs. So I've got really stressed out, um, you know, burnt out people who've been working in healthcare that are maybe very disillusioned they're they're just working massive hours and they're just completely at the end of the tether. I also have a lot of clients, OTs who come to me who aren't burnt out. Actually, they recognize that they've got something within them, something much bigger than they're able to deliver in their current system. But I guess what both groups have in common is this desire, this deep down desire to change. Is there any advice you give people at this early stage where they're just thinking about creating change and it feels maybe a bit overwhelming and they're they're not even sure where to start? Like what advice would you have for those people? Yeah, no, thank you for speaking to those examples. And the first thing that comes up is that it's really easy to overwhelm ourselves when we think about a whole new chapter or a whole new life. And we start trying to mentally figure out in this present moment, all the steps we're going to have to take and what it might look like. And, you know, like how long it's going to take and what the path might involve. Like, it's really easy if you try to <laughs> mentally juggle that all in the present moment to begin to feel overwhelmed because that's not how life works. Life is always just about the next step that feels right. So that feels right or feels just a little bit, even a little bit better. And to me, that really ties back to what we were talking about before is listening to the body, or you can even call it intuition and just looking for just what feels even a little bit better. So if you're super stressed out, I would ask, why do you feel that you have to live like that? You know, why do you feel that that's necessary? Um, there might be stories there. There might be beliefs. There might be fears. And which I'm not judging any of that, but it's just, again, like the more you begin to get curious about why you're believing certain things, then you start to see why you're taking certain actions and living life in a certain way. So for those, for that, you know, group of people, I would just, I would say like, what feels just even a little bit better, like, you know, bringing in some more self-care, you know, like even if it's like starting to work in some really long, like Epsom salt baths just to like help your body relax. Like what is just like even one thing that you can do to start taking better care of yourself? Because what I've seen for myself and also heard other people in the growth community reference is that if you just take like one step that feels even a little bit better, in this case, I'm talking about like a long Epsom salt bath and you just start to incorporate that, eventually it'll just feel normal. You're like, oh, that's just something I do now. And then there might be something else that feels a little bit better. Like maybe you'll start going to get massages because you've realized that you just can't live with these tense shoulders all the time. So maybe you'll start to go get massages and you'll just see how good that feels to release all that tension. Maybe you'll start 
talking to someone about your stress and maybe you have worry, you know, like, so maybe you'll see a therapist or maybe you'll see someone in the personal growth field, you know, it's like, but it's always just the next step. That's all life ever is, is it's just the next step. When you try to get 10,000 steps ahead of yourself, that creates overwhelm because we don't live life 10,000 steps at a time. We live life one step at a time. <laughs> and then I guess what feels even a little bit better. That's what I would offer to people who are feeling really stressed. For the group of people that just know they have something more in them, I would say there's totally a reason for that. And you may not know what it looks like, but to me, it's inviting you into expansion. It's inviting into it's inviting you into new potentials and possibilities. And sometimes you experiment. You don't you don't exactly know what it is, but you just know that you're ready to break out of the box, the routine, the the only life that you ever thought you could live. You just know there's more. So again, what is the next step that just feels a little bit more expansive or a little bit better? Is it learning from a coach and something new that you want to at least try out or experiment with? Because you don't always have to, when you have an inclination or uh, something piques your curiosity, again, you don't, I'll go back to the ice skating. You don't necessarily have to go all the way down that path, but if you're a little bit drawn to it, you could at least check it out, you know? And if you take a few classes, you'll probably know if you want to keep going or not. So I'll just say, follow the expansive feelings. And what is the next step that just feels a little bit more expansive? Is it is it having like maybe just a consultation with a coach, you know, in a in a new field you want to try out just to get some of your questions answered, you know, like and ask them what it looked like for them to build that life. And maybe through that conversation, you'll feel more expansive. And then maybe you'll go like, oh, maybe I want to take a course. And then after the course, you'll either be like, uh, eh, not for me, or you'll be like, you know what? I, I just keep loving this. You know, what's the next step? Oh, and now I want to create my own course. But again, it's always just one step at a time. But I feel that feeling is there because you're ready to expand. You just know that there's more that life has to offer. So what's the next step that'll help you expand into something that is lighting you up, whatever that is, just to see what it's like when you step into it? Perfect. I love that. Because I think as much as um, you were saying at the start that we can create a life that makes us feel totally amazing. I also uh, think it's the same that we can create a life where we're big, where we're allowed to take up a lot of space, where actually we've got something on our heart and we're allowed to shout about it. And it doesn't matter about, I mean, I think OTs do this a lot because we've been trained not to use our voice. We've been trained to hold space for other people and to not share. So it, it almost goes against our training, but there's a reason we've got something on our heart to share with the world. And it is our, almost our duty to be fully big. I don't know if you agree there, Timothy. Well, if you're excited about it, you know, if, if you're ex excited to share something, yeah, there's got to be, this is something, this is like a, a metaphor that's been showing up in my life as of late, is there's no one-sided coin. There's always two sides to the coin. So if there's something that you feel really excited to share about, there's got to be someone who's going to benefit from hearing that. And, you know, you can be respectful by, you know, asking people, like, you know, if it's a friend and you just say, like, hey, like, I'm just so lit up about this right now. Is this something you'd like to hear about? So you're just, it's an invitation, you know, asking for permission. And if they're like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm available for that. Now you have the yes and you can just like let it 
you know, come out of you and share and open up and expand. If someone says, no, I don't want to like, it's okay, well, now, you know, it's not meant for that person, but it could be meant for the next person. So yeah, if you're excited about something, if you have something to share, there is someone that it's meant for that will benefit. So just, you know, just feel it out. Just ask if there's permission. And then those that are open, chances are when they hear what you have to say, there's going to be some kind of gift in there for them. And they'll probably be like, wow, I'm so glad, so glad you shared that. And they'll probably tell you why. <laughs> yeah. And and OTs in particular don't realize how talented they are in terms of what they know. So um, very typically when you see an OT that has a problem in life, they then use their skills that they've got through their training to be able to solve it. But they don't realize that they have this advanced knowledge um, and they just seem to think, oh, you know, everybody knows this. But very often it's a, a combination of, of intuition and education kind of fusing together with the right life experiences. And, and that's when um, they're receiving these really important messages that so many other people in the world are just puzzling over and scratching their heads over. But yeah, I think you always don't value what you've got until you realize. Um, so it's quite common to be a problem. Well, we could talk forever, Timothy, <laughs> literally, I know. Um, I was just wondering, for anybody who does feel stuck, and sometimes when people come to me as well, they're, they're, they're not ready to create a business. And that's something that I come across a lot, that actually the pieces they're playing with in their life are maybe too big at that time for them to be working with me because there's a bit of this juggling about to get life in some kind of order before we've got the time free to before we can actually focus on something we want so if there's anybody who is feeling that this resonates with them and you know there's pieces in their life that feel like they can't be solved they can't quite figure out a way they're getting in their own way how should they contact you? Yeah, no, thank you for that opportunity. I mean, you can always reach out by email. Uh, and so it's coach Timothy. Uh, so the word coach and then Timothy, it's, you know, that the at symbol and then it's uh, runbox.com. So R-U-N, the word run, B-O-X, the word box. So runbox.com, I'll say it one more time, coach Timothy at runbox.com. So there's always that. And then um, I'll spell it out too, but I can also send it to you. I have what I um, what's called a snip feed menu of links. And so it's kind of like a, a link tree, which a lot of people use, but this one's just called snip feed. So it, um, you know, it has an option on that menu to send a request to have a consultation with me. Uh, it has, you know, links to my other social media, to my podcast. So that link pretty has all that link pretty much has all the options. And so I'll just spell it out in case you're, you know, watching or listening to this later. And so that's the, you know, that's the HTTPS, you know, colon backslash, 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 backslash. And then it's snip feed. So, you know, S N I P snip feed, F E E D dot C O. Uh, and then there'll be a backslash. And after the backslash, it's life as timothy so one more time it's the https colon backslash backslash <laughs> snipfeed.co backslash life is timothy uh, i can send the link to you as well so it's you know if you want to 
put it put in it the in notes the for the, the podcast. But yeah, that has all the options. You know, it links to my main website. So it's kind of, and it does also have like an icon for my email. So that really covers all the things. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so we'll put all of that in the show notes. And I just wanted to say something really that um, I think I've spoke to you in the past about my vision for life is, is continual expansion. And that's really what I think, um, so it's one of my personal values. That's why um, I chose to, to ask you some of the difficult questions that I was working on. Um, but it's also something that I found is very helpful just to keep this regular um, support person, really, just somebody who's outside of your network, who's outside of your profession, even, who's just there to, to almost, um, it's almost like being a mirror. So you, when you speak, you can reflect something back and just how helpful that is for continual expansion um, and just, you know, in so many areas of life, how that can really improve things. But it ties in with business and personal life, really something of value mm, yeah no I'm, I love that and yeah it's great that you do and yeah I mean that's I essentially help people with every area of life you know because personal really affects business and business can really affect personal and you know it, I say it all comes back to your energy and to me your energy is the the thoughts the beliefs the perspectives that you're most often paying attention to so, I, you know, I help people in every area of life because, again, the main thing I do is help people see where they're getting in their own way. And then once they can see it, they also can see that there's opportunity for new choices. So that's what I love is that, like, I can literally tap into any area of life with, you know, anyone because what I have... <laughs> What I have done for myself, and you know, I, I call my podcast the Restore Yourself podcast, is it's all about the relationship you're having with yourself. Mm. And the relationship you're having with yourself is playing out in every area of your life, your relationships, your business, your career, your health, you know, how you take care of yourself. So I help people work on the relationship they're having with them. So whatever they're working on, it's going to come back to the relationship they're having with them. <laughs> And I it's love helping people. Back. <laughs> yeah. So I just love helping people have a better that relationship, the one that's happening on the inside. Because when you have a better that relationship, everything out here can also, it can begin to clear up because inside yeah. here is now working out better. Yeah, it's just about getting into flow um, and the energetics as well, which is something I talk a lot about. Perfect. Yeah. Is there any last thing that you want to say before we stop? Hmm. Hmm. Let me just uh, fill into this for a second, see what would be most uh, beneficial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's coming to me is just like, the sky is not even the limit. And I once saw this in a video. Um, <laughs> I once saw this in a video. Um, his name is uh, Prince EA. Like he he used to do a lot of stuff. He became like really, really well known on YouTube for a long time. I'm not sure if he still does as much, but for a number of years, he like was having like millions of views on YouTube. And there was this one video where he, you know, talked about how, you know, a lot of us put our put ourselves in these cages or, you know, like there's like these 
yeah, these, these bars in front of us, you know, like, and they are just the limitations in our mind. And so it's like, and he showed this video where like, it was someone who was actually in, you know, like a cell that was closed and they believed that they were stuck. They believed there was no way out. And this person spent a lot of time in the video trying to, I think he even might've said it might've been like a Houdini story. I'm not sure, but it, it might be, but he was showing how like this person was trying to come up with all of these ways to like break out of the cell and, you know, get through the, the, and then at the end, it shows that the door to the cell wasn't even locked. <laughs> so yeah. there was just a belief that they were stuck and they were caged in and there were all these limitations and they couldn't even, because they were so caught up in the limitations in their mind, I'm stuck here. There's no way out. I have to break out. They couldn't even see that the door was open and that they could walk out into a life and do anything. Yeah. So to me, that just represents like the limitations are up here, no judgment, but they're just up here. And once we can begin to see what they are and allow ourselves to contemplate moving, moving beyond them, that's where the infinite possibilities in life exist. So I'll, I'll yeah. leave it with that. <laughs> and I love that. That is just so perfect. And that's literally what I would probably speak to a lot of my clients about. And you can hear the self-taught and you can you can hear all the stories coming out and they all sound plausible until you really listen and you realize this this is just what we're telling ourselves. Where's where's the truth in it? Um, but yeah, yeah, what perfect, perfect way to end. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to you so much. This has been um an honor and a privilege. And I just love, I love having these conversations with you. It's really nice to see in this conversation, you've been very smiley and, you know, giggly and having fun. So um, it's been really fun to have this with you. So thank you. Thank you. That's lovely to hear. I just wanted to take a moment to share how I help occupational therapists to create their own version of freedom. I help OTs all around the world to design, launch and scale their online business. You will learn how to tap into a deeper understanding of your purpose, your mission and how to turn that into an exciting offer to sell online. I have clients who've hit 3K, 5K, 10K and 15K months. Anything is possible. If it sounds like a good fit, then contact me via the link on the show notes.